Lizzie, and I'm here again with the incredible audio wizard, Bob St. John. And today we're going to be going into the fourth episode on our series on songs from Midazoland for the 25th anniversary celebration. And today it's going to be Out of My Mind, which is going to be a real involved track. We have a lot of great stories and I can't wait to get into it. Mm-hmm. And it's good to be here with you, Anthony. Yay. So I was emailing back and forth with Nick yesterday and... um He's, he's kind of stunned mm-hmm. by all the, uh, there's a, a ton of interest in Midazolin like popping up everywhere. It, pe- people, it's like a lot of people are talking about that record because of the anniversary and they're going to do some kind of vinyl. I have to say, when we were listening to it, I don't think it's aged badly like a lot of stuff has. It's, it still sounds yeah, that's pretty, relatively yeah. current. It doesn't you know sound like, yeah. like it's got all gated drums in it and it's like, welcome to 1984. Maybe we were ahead of our time. It's it's I'm I'm stunned by the amount of uh, interest. Uh, I'm getting like tons of DMs on Instagram and just you know the Duranis are like Star Trek people. They're like mm-hmm. really really into it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've read in comments before. I'm, I can't believe they're that inside of this stuff. We were inside of it, and we're not that inside of it. One of the guys I talked to. This was a really interesting story. He worked at some crappy job like near Privacy Studios, and he would go over there on his lunch break and just hang around with people outside. Mm-hmm. And he said, towards the end of Thank mm-hmm. You, one day, it was just him and a couple of other people. And Warren comes out and goes, do you want to hear the record? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss, miss, I'm gonna be late for me. Yes. So he goes in, and he's like, I'm, I'm probably going to be fired. But he's, you know, he sat there and listened to the ent- Thank You in its entirety in the studio with Warren so wow. loud that, like, you know, his head was going to cave in, you know. And... uh yeah, he was like, you know, cool in his early that? 20s, and he's, and he's been like a, a rabid fan of, of uh, you, me, that record, and Midazoland ever since. You know, people sometimes tell me they've heard this track or that track, and, you know, because we, yeah. we live our lives outside of it, so we don't ever really get to see it in that no, light that other people It's, it's do. like a microcosm. It really is. It's, it's I was, very gratifying. I was thrilled and honored that, you know, they were, they made me sign stuff. I'm like, you know, that's crazy, you know. Well, you know, b- before the internet, we didn't have yeah. connection with people like this. So, you know, it, it, you, they'd say, well, did you work on a Duran Duran album? And said, yeah. And yeah. they'd be like, did you work on Rio? <laughs> that's the only song like, that matters. <laughs> uh, not that Duran Duran. <laughs> like, Hungry Like the Wolf? The Reflex? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I did Crystal Ship, the remake. It's really, really, really special to go get this kind of, you know, recognition for something that happened 25 years ago it means a lot to me that that the people still enjoy it after all this it really time. is that's it, an awesome thing yeah. okay yeah let's i listen. got the song so i we'll, want to play the track and then we can go from there
Five pages of notes. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> um, that brings back some memories. Wow, I haven't yeah. heard that in a while. Uh, uh, the last time I heard that, I was uh, I was half awake in bed. I had fallen asleep with the oh. movie The Saint on. And I woke up during the outro credits. And I'm like, <laughs> what is that? It sounds so familiar. And then I realized when we did the mix, I was using a little bit of the subharmonic yep. synthesizer on the toms because I felt it caved my head in in my bedroom 14 years later. <laughs> yeah, that later. sounds sick on the toms. Those toms are incredible. That's Dave DeCenzo. We'll get into that. Well, you know, we didn't. We worked on this one in Boston. We didn't work on it in London. Uh, this was one of the we later mixed the tracks. The thing in Boston, I believe. No, I didn't know uh, this that. whole I we song did some we mixed of it in there. Boston. So crazy. Um, yeah, I think we started working on it there, but it was so impossible. I mean, when I was listening to this, and I, you know, I was in my fourth set of notes here, it's just I'm listening like there is so much music there. And so I think we spent yeah. a couple of days on it in London, and then that was easily yeah. three days in Boston mixing that. I put that in quotations because... Um, I, I don't know when we decided to, to put the drums in it because no, it didn't I mean, have that I originally. Knew I was, I, that I wanted to recut the drums, and this this is a good a good story to start with. Um, we were in Boston working on on stuff, mm -hmm. and we got a random phone call at it must have been around ten in the morning. I was on my way to Chelmsford to pick up 
my drums because I didn't like whatever set we had at the studio because I was going to cut some drums on this and undergoing mm-hmm. treatment. I, I guess right. I must have had a cell phone by this time, uh, or maybe it was the beeper thing. I don't remember that. But uh, we suddenly f- we get the news that <clears throat> Simon Lebon and John Taylor are at the airport, and they're on their way to Sound Techniques. And it's completely unannounced, and we're like, oh, my God. This, this, by the way, was like like the thanks, Thanksgiving Eve. The, it was like that thanks, right before Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh, you have a great memory. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. No, this I remember because I know the... I'm going to tell the story that goes with that story, too. So that's why I remember it. But it was that... That was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving uh, 96. Incre- incredible. So I started... I hurried up <laughs> yeah. to get, get yeah. there and get the drums loaded in and all that stuff. And so, you know, we, we they came in and they were setting up in the other room to do some extra bass stuff uh, with John in the studio. What We weren't... You, you have to um, preface this with the fact that John was already yeah. pissed off at us because of what we did with um, okay. with Lay Lady Lay. <laughs> had somebody yeah. come in and play fretless on it. I don't remember why that was, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but he was really sweet yeah. and cordial to us. He's a nice guy. I came there because it was it was actually like Thanksgiving evening. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that night before the mm-hmm. day that we were going to work on this song, you know, we, 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 I don't remember what we were working on. We weren't working on this song. We were working on, maybe it was undergoing treatment. But anyway, when, when we finished around 11 or 12, uh, Simon said, do you want to go out for a drinky, you know? And uh, I said, yeah, sure. So we went to this place. I think it's called Julie. It was called Julian's at the time. It's this massive billiard bar in the in the back end, back yep. bay. Jillian's, yeah. And so you know, and so Simon and I go in there, and of course he's incognito, with like glasses and this like kind of cool hat, but like. He's so tall. He's still Simon LeBellin, no matter what he puts on, <laughs> you know, and, and like everybody was recognizing him. It was like a trip. So, we, you know, we're in there at the bar and, and we started, we just had a crazy night. I mean, I, we, we drank a lot of Cosmopolitans. Then we ended up there in another place. Then we ended up at division 16 and Steve Ferlazzo, I think was bartending there. And Steve is, uh, Avril Lavigne's um, wow. musical director. That's yep. some crazy he was, shit. He was You're the manager. Right. And so we closed right. Division right. 16 and the door locked. They locked That's the doors. That's right. They and locked we're the doors with all, these with all the regulars and, and you guys partying inside. with Simon Levon. And uh, then we go to somebody's house. Uh, and I don't remember that much after that. But I remember we were dancing. <laughs> Yeah, we I, I remember dancing. that part we of the story if you want me dawn. to recall it dancing for till you. Dancing Till Dawn. That's a great <laughs> song title. So I get back. Yeah. So disco. We, um, disco dancing. I'm staying at the hotel across the street from the studio, and I think you, you are too, you know, right? Yeah. Well, what happened was I, I was I was going through a divorce at the time, okay. and I didn't want to be near my house, <laughs> even though it was only about half an hour away. I, and I had asked the band, I said, you know, can you know maybe get me a hotel across the street? And honestly, I liked it because I could work yeah. at 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., which, you know, I'm not nocturnal yeah. like the rest of you crazy people. And uh, so I had a room. You had a key, too, because yeah, I, I gave you a key. There were two out. beds there. Yeah. So I'm laying in bed looking at the clock, and I'm like, is that 4.30? And it was, you know, I didn't want to turn the light on, but I could see light come in. It was right across the street from the studio. And I looked over, and like, I didn't see you in the bed. I'm like, I wonder what happened to this guy. Because when you left with him, I said, don't get him killed or arrested, Okay. And you're like, yeah, no problem, man. I got to cover. So I, yeah, sure I, I come in and I, th- I remember. Yeah, I, 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 as I'm laying there, it was, it was like quarter of five, and I heard like the, the, you know, the card key in the lock. And you walk in, and the second you walk in, the aroma <laughs> in the room is as if you just poured a <laughs> bottle of Stoli on the floor. And 
I could hear you. You're like, <sighs> and then you get in bed, you pull the sheets back, fully dressed. <laughs> you didn't even take your shoes off. And you just got in bed and covered yourself with it. And me, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm ready to get a big one, you know, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts and go to work. And this guy here, he's like, you know, oh you got to be kidding. And I'm yeah. like, so I had to say something. <laughs> and I said, hey, and you just said, and you said it exactly like this. Don't ever go drinking with Simon. I don't remember that. That's an amazing story, dude. I was that's, embalmed. That's exactly what you said. I, I mean, that's I tried exactly to keep up what with you him. said. I, I was embalmed. I was totally embalmed. And I, I had the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. So this brings us to the point of the story. We get into the studio at whatever time it is, and I'm like, there's no way I'm playing drums today. I said, there's just no way, you know? Yeah. yeah, this is the next day. You're right. It's yeah. the next and day. I'm, it's the day after and I'm Thanksgiving. Like, oh my God, I got to call Dave DeCenzo. He would be great on this track, you know? And, uh, and I even heard like Dave in my head because it was like he, he's technically far superior to me, like more advanced, like as far as, and I heard something a little bit advanced, you know, going with that Middle Eastern flavor with uh, the Talvin Sai loops and everything. So I call right, up Dave. I'm right. like, Dave, what are you doing today? He's like, why? Why? And I said, do you want to play in a Duran song? It's like on my way, <laughs> and so that was it. So Dave Desenzo gets his drums in, I think, or did he use mine? I don't remember. I think he didn't know. He he brought his kit. I mean, the thing is, I'll never forget this because back then oh, yeah. this was all before Pro Tools, yeah. before things were really easy. We're in the middle of a mix that's got like you know ninety channels on it, <laughs> and we're going to set up drums in the same room we're recording. We couldn't get in the other room, and for me back then, that would be the oh, stuff yeah. of my personal nightmares. So. So Dave set up and we were in the SSL room, which was not the ambient space. So it was the dry space. And like, oh, we're just going to have to make this work, you know, because we've yeah. been pulling our hair out with the song already. So he, you show, I think he had a yeah. cassette of the song. You sent him, we sent him. We couldn't do that stuff. Then. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he just he, heard he it that day. That's what it is. He just he heard liked, it that day. I know how he makes charts. He just like, you know, I wish I had just the drum track because that's oh, superhuman. What he it did. It was incredible. It's superhuman because he's. The whole time he's going but that but that and doing the but the ride symbol and the hi hat and I'm like I remember watching yeah. him and you know how focused he is, and he was like dead on. This was by the way, this was like and like this was quarter ten in the morning. He was just doing a rundown, and you hit. Of course, we're in record, yes. and he comes in and he goes, yeah. "Okay, I'm ready to do it." And we, you and I, look at him. We go, "Uh, uh-uh, it's done." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, we yeah. punched in one part. We punched in just the fill out of the bridge, and that was it. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember like it was yesterday because you and I were just we were looking at each other in yeah. total astonishment because oh, any other drummer would have crumbled. And he's still he's one of the greatest drummers in the world alive today. He really he's a great is. player. He's coming to yeah. his own. Yeah, uh, and, you know, and he's so humble about it. And, you know, I remember just thinking, and what it is is with that track that actually pulled it, it everything it, it, together it, it, it that we couldn't tie together. together. And I, you know, it's yeah, we can't say enough uh, about him. He's, uh, he, yeah. See, there's people that have like crazy technique like that, but they they don't have that greasy feel. Like, and he's got as much James Brown isn't in him as he does like uh, you know Chad Wackerman or you know Dave Weckl or any of those high level chops guys. But he's just got that that greasy feel. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's not stiff. You you could have had somebody play that really stiff, yeah, then we no, probably could have used the machine. Yeah, so that but, that no. really and keep in mind he's playing around all of that shit. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tabla, the loops, the grooves, the noises, pre-existing guitar tracks, pre-existing bass tracks. We didn't recut any of that stuff. Yeah, he just worked around it. Backward stuff, stuff I added. <laughs> 
I remember, I, I, you know what? I do remember working in London on this because I remember going through dats of Talvin Sai. Ah, right, right. But um, yeah, because there was a lot of live percussion of him that he played to a click at that tempo. And I picked the, the pieces and then loaded, loaded them into my Akai and then did my thing. God, how long did that take you? Yeah, not, you know, a few hours, you know. Then we had to work on some of it in London. That That's it. But I don't think we actually mixed it. I think we just started it over when we came to Boston. And we were in the big room with the electrostatic speakers. I remember that. Um, yeah. Upst- upstairs with the focus, right? I forget. Which is that Studio A? Yeah. I don't know what room that is. I just I just remember. that's the, That was, they had um, the Neve up there. Okay. The, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a V. They had the PMCs, I think. On the wall. They were electrostatic speakers, right? I don't yeah. remember. That, that, I, I know that's I the room where we did the remix they were, in. They were giant. Oh, maybe, but, we were, I mean, maybe we were in three different rooms then. We <laughs> were more accurate with this stuff. Than we I did know. work in... <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Dave saved the day. And um, yes. back in Boston, then we started just, you know, putting... That really kind of was the turning point. We started putting everything together. Yeah. That that actually pulled the song together. I was listening to it, and my my typical you know once on every record manual flange. I heard that. Is there a tape flange on there? <laughs> That's a genuine tape flange done old school with my thumbs. And where was that from? Going what? To, uh, uh, that's uh, right before the second verse. Yeah, I, that's an amazing. I remember taking. It's on that I, film. I remember you took like hundreds of passes to get the perfect one. I remember it was it wasn't quick. Yeah, uh, no, it's never. <laughs> to quick. tell people a little it bit. Sounds can great. Can you tell people a little bit how about that process? Because people don't do that anymore. There's they do use plugins now. I, I still do. Do it. you? I, I use. I actually have a cassette machine with a vary speed, and what I'll do is I'll record my audio from the computer into it, yep. and then I can turn the vary speed, you know, and get a genuine. Tape flange. Oh, that's really cool. The, the technique was was usually involved using three machines where you did two identical machines and you would record to the third machine. And what you would do is if you rubbed your thumb on the flange of the reel, it would actually causes a difference in time because now less tape, uh, less tape is passing through the heads. And as you move your thumb, the sweep goes, and, and you can hear the sweep go down. And as you get further away in time, then you start hearing like a doubling sort of sound. I see. And uh, I did it a different way, which is I just did it against the track itself from another machine. You recorded the whole mix and then did but, it. But yeah, the genuine way that they did it back in the '60s, like Ichiku Park, the, that stuff was was with three machines. Wow, that's so cool. And then you just edit it into the master take. And when you said it's a little piece of music history, you use the you use the word flange. So so is the tape flange? Is that where the the name comes from? A tape flange is, comes from you rubbing your thumb against the flange of the tape. So there there's the origin of what a flanger is. That's it. Wow, that's, that's I it. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, it was, it's a pain in the ass thing to do. That's why. <laughs> well, the way I did it was a pain in the ass. That's so cool. If you have three machines, you can two identical machines, you can do it much faster, but I like to do things the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, any other interesting notes in there? <laughs> t- t- let's talk about the vocal sound. The vocal sound's amazing, and all Simon's parts. His harmonies are so wonderful on this, too. Did we did we record any of him on this? We I remember us recording I, I re- some no, stuff on this record. Harmonies. I remember we recorded yeah, the harmonies. I, I, I remember him doing them in, in, at Metropolis, and, and I was amazed. He came with the, he just would come up with those on the top of his head, and they were they're always those cool fourths and fifths and those amazing yeah. voicings. He yeah. just has a gift for that. And he, you know, the thing is that you know people. I think people underestimate him sometimes because he has an encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of music. You know. And he'd start throwing stuff at us that you didn't think he'd actually listen to. Yeah. Remember that, what was that song? Uh, we were doing, I think um, we did a, remember we did mixes for an IMAX release? Oh, yes. I remember Rio. We did a Rio What mix. song was that? We did Rio. We did Rio and White Lines, I think, which is where where we got a lot of the, um, a lot of the voiceover parts. 
That's right. For White Lines from that same show. And I remember he came in and he was singing this weird atonal stuff. And he's like, I'm thinking it's like Schoenberg. I'm like, <laughs> Simon? Amazing. I think after we left, we tuned it to something that that, that carbon-based life form could digest. <laughs> but oh, we didn't do a lot of that stuff back then, though. No, that was that was in the once that was in the once upon a time. Yeah. And and the other thing is, uh, yeah, we knew that was going to be in the movie back then. But everything seemed so far away. Yeah. You know. I I remember. Yeah, I remember. Did we we did know that was going to be in the movie, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the thing is, you work on a lot of records, people say, oh, yeah, this is going in a movie, this is going in a commercial, this is going wherever, and the thing is, it's like, yes, wherever you say it's going is where it's going to go, yeah. and basically, we'll believe it when we see yeah. it, and like I said, I completely forgot about it until, you know, I happened to see the movie, you know, the, that motif, I think, plays in the movie to begin with, Sure, and that's part that's, of written into the song, so yeah, that's, I think that's, you recognize yeah, it. That's Nick's line, and that's a, the, the, it's an iconic line and sound. I, I know it's a, a lot of layers of synths. I remember, you know, his, his Jupiters and all that stuff. I can, I can, I, I can barely remember it. As I'm listening to it, I'm like, all these layers, tracks, keyboards, and sounds, yeah. the stuff all becomes like one, one really interesting blend. If you listen to it three times, you'll get a whole bunch of different things every time you hear it. You focus on something. What about that sound that starts us on that that flyby thing? I don't remember that. Like, where did that come from? That you had to do that. That doesn't sound like something. Yeah, I, I was wondering. It sounded like something I might have done. I just don't remember how we we did it. We might have taken something. And well, it's a chord too. Yeah. You're playing a chord with it. Yeah, yeah. It's just so many good things. I, I don't think that existed when we got the track. And I think that was an invention. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's cool. It was like yeah. Maybe, the original track as we got it just started with the tabla thing. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I think I might have played yeah. with some tambourine or something on there, too. I think I had that old tambourine that only had Anthony, four. I think you played a lot on yeah. it more than tambourine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, had, it had that. I had this great tambourine, which I called The Tambourine. That was the title. And it had like. That's right. I remember. Like, Didn't we record that it, and you, you it's on, sampled it's it? It's on hundreds of songs. I mean, it's it was the sound because it was never overbearing. It always cut through. And the. And mm -hmm. it, it had, you know, maybe five jingles uh, on it out of the whole thing. Most of them were missing. And I and I treasured it. And then one day, years, years later, I was having a horrible time and I couldn't get a swing factor that I, I, I was happy with in a song. And I threw it down mm -hmm. and it shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> oh and it was like, I'm like, there goes the tambourine. <laughs> it was really a sad moment. It's like moment. your beautiful China symbol. Oh, man. Sad moment. And I grabbed one of the jingles <laughs> off the floor and I still have it. <laughs> hey, did we, have the, did we have the poker chip then? Yes, we did. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, we had the poker chip. Yeah, the poker chip was in London. And you know, I you know ended know up what? with the poker chip. I think I have a picture of that somewhere. That's, it. That's an, a story in itself. I used to have this, it was a poker chip. I forget where I got it. And we would put it on whatever mm -hmm. console for good luck, wherever we were working. And, um, yeah, we did that for quite a few years. The, it, the chip, it was like always with us. And then, uh, I, I think it became sort of, sort of like, like, um, an emotional support chip. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was like, it was <laughs> exactly, I, it was, it was, it was good luck. It was, we decided it, it that, was you know, luck. and it was working for us actually. Yeah, it, was. it really was until we were at the hit factory for like a week working with Blondie. And then we were in a, a rush to get out of there and we left and we left the chip on the board and Biggie Smalls and his crew came in and they took over. And I asked Carl to go check for the chip the next day and it was gone. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the end of that story. I think you said we couldn't get it back. Yeah. 
I think they think that they didn't want us to have it. Yeah. I think that <laughs> everything changes with the chip. I have a picture somewhere that of the console. Yeah, it was at Metropolis. I have it. It was a picture of my cat Truman yep. grabbing a hammer. Remember oh, that? Yeah, I do. And it was sitting right there near the meters, and the chip was next to it. I'm going to locate oh, that. that. Cool. I'll get it to you because it it's a it's a classic moment. I definitely have to. I'll, I'll make it my Instagram. Yeah, can you believe picture. that we just didn't take pictures then? Oh, we didn't take pictures heck? of anything. We, we didn't have. We didn't have like devices that you could just shoot pictures of everything, you know? I know, but you know, you, you wouldn't just grab somebody like Simon and say, hey, let's do a selfie. Yeah, I know. You, you we, feel we like a creep. stuff like that back then. And, and now it's like, if you don't do it, they're kind of dis, you know, disappointed. Yeah, like, we, don't you like me? I wish we had more pictures. <laughs> I think there's like three or four pictures of us at, at Metropolis. That's it. I, I might have one or two here. I've got the one of us at the console with Jonathan. Yep. I've got one with uh, So that had to be during that time. That's, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. So where were we when we got on the poker chip? I lost my, my place here. Um, well, you know, we, we, we were just talking about when we, when we were at Metropolis, okay. um, you know, and you know, you can't talk about this song without talking about the dance version. <laughs> That we did. The dance version was after. Yeah, no, this was it, it, or was it, it before? Yeah, it was, no, it was it was after because we 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 somehow ended up. I remember the day where we got the news that they wanted a another version of it, quote unquote, electronic. Okay, right. And somehow the tapes had been with a, a remixer in Boston, in not in L.A. And the remixer mm-hmm. had assumed that the reel he got was um, a copy, but it was they actually sent the master, and he erased Dave DeCenzo's drums and put all his own like <laughs> dance beats and stuff on it. <laughs> this I do not remember this at oh, all. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so, wow. so we pop up the reel, and it's like, well, uh, I guess we're not using Dave's drums on the electric version. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and you know we couldn't tell anybody, and and the, the stuff that was there was definitely not going to work for what we were doing so it was like we had to start from scratch and they were people from virgin records were coming that night so i'm in a sweat i'm I'm in a a complete sweat trying to get this stuff going and i remember paul hager came in to visit us that day and he comes in and i'm like that's right i'm in a panic and i've got these like i'm I'm working on beats and stuff and then warren shows up with a whole bunch of dats of you know crazy guitar stuff like he's giving me like remember he came in he wanted to play that weird we're standing there the two of us are looking first of all we're aghast at what he's doing and second of all the clock is ticking yeah and we know that there's going to be more and more people here. We had no idea how many more people, but, you know, we're trying to get stuff done. We At this point, we were in the upstairs room with the Neve, yep. which is, it's a pretty large control room. And you could walk around the front of the console. Yep. There was like about nine or 10 feet yep. in front of I it. Remember. And, you know, then Simon was there. Warren was there. And Nick was there. It was very rare to see all three yeah, in there yeah. at once. And by the time and, people uh, started showing up, we had some really good beats going, you know, and uh, and we just started kind of. Yeah, winging but, it, but nobody realized but, how much we were winging it, you know, at the time. And we were really winging it, and it was, that was actually the night when we, when you know, before everybody got there, it's, Nick says we got to order some wine. That's right. And the assistant says, "Well, which, what kind of wine do you want?" He says, "I want three bottles of the most expensive one you've got." <laughs> <laughs> what a story! Wonderful. And then, the, so the wine, and we all started drinking the wine. I think I was having a bad time with my life then, and I think I was drinking Stoli out of the bottle. You remember that? I do. And and, yeah, and and we're trying to do this mix, and it's just sounding not like what we felt it should sound like. And you got Warren there, and you've got Simon there, and then you know Warren and Nick are having a conversation about what we're about the mix and about the parts, and then you know Simon's involved, and you and I are just like 
we just want to work. These guys don't belong here. This is not usually, you know, and the process of them coming in is usually when we're almost done, when, when, when we've got it all together here, they're, they're too far inside of a process they've never been inside of. And, you know, they don't seem to understand that it's, it's another day of work, that this isn't going to happen tonight, but you know, who are we to tell them anyhow? And this was when the when the bathroom episode happened. If you remember, do. do you remember oh, this? This is a crazy story. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you, I, do, you, 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 tell you it, might remember. You tell it, it better. I, it, it's a what happened was it was just the three of them were discussing stuff, and you know, basically what they were talking about in this mix, which is basically it's a creation. It's not even so much of a mix. We we're making something, and then we were going to mix it. Yeah, that's right. Um, is they all wanted different things, yeah. but the things they were talking about would be like, we are on step seven of the process. Yeah. And, you know, and now it's like what they're talking about is step um, 943. Yeah, I get you. But, you know, they want to hear it now and they want to hear it in perspective and they're having a disagreement about it. And I just left and went to the bathroom because I just had to get away from it. So I'm just sitting in the bathroom not using the bathroom. I'm just sitting on the toilet seat, which happened much often in Metropolis when I had to get away from people. Oh, and and I remember asking you, you came in. I asked you about the mixed data because we've been doing all these passes that were kind of semi-destructive. And I remember saying, how hard would it be to get back to the mixed data of around five o'clock? You know, because I think you know <laughs> that's what I asked you. And then yeah. and then from another stall, we hear the voice of Simon Lebon. Are you talking about Warren or me? <laughs> that's right. Because if you're talking about Warren, then I agree. <laughs> the two of us looked at each other. It was a surreal we, moment. We were t- what happened was we were speaking. We weren't speaking directly. We were speaking he this and he that. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about Warren, actually. <laughs> and the look, the look of both of our faces, because he couldn't see us, but the two of us were with our mouths open like, uh-oh. What have we done? Yeah. So, yeah, what a night. I didn't even hear him walk in. Yeah. So, well, at that point, then, then what happens is we go in there. I remember some guy wearing like leopard pants shows up with some woman. <laughs> He's like some sort of director or video director. Okay. I, I don't know. He was an American. Okay. And then, you know, then a few more Nancy people Barry showed up. Yes, yeah, she was there. Version Records at the time. Yeah, his wife. She was. She had a big glass of wine, and she was hanging over the front of the Neve console, holding the wine glass and looking at me and saying, "This doesn't sound very good, does it?" <laughs> that- and I'm just. I gave her. I actually gave her the look of death, which probably wasn't <laughs> nice. But so I left the room because I was having more issues with my divorce, and I was. I remember my wife would call me and and harass me for half an hour, yeah. you know. And so that sideshow is going on in my life. And I come, when I come back in the room, there was no less than 25 people in the room. Yeah. Everybody's dancing. I don't know what happened, yeah. but it was a rock and roll party. Yeah. Somebody was smoking, there's wine, there's vodka. And, and, you know, we're sitting there and you and I are trying to work. Yeah. And so we're sitting at the console and now we're pretending like we're working. <laughs> but we can't even hear over the din. The, the I don't remember any of this part. Chaos. Uh, yeah, I remember this. this is funny. Well, I remember I said something too. I said, we got to stop. I can't, I can't work in this environment. It was, it was one of the patented Bob St. John diva moves. Yeah. Which is, oh, wow. You know, I, I think, I think I, I don't know if I said anything, or you said anything, but eventually, but eventually everybody got out so we could work. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, and it came out fine. And, and I, I haven't heard that version in a long yeah, time. Yeah, we have to. If you can I, dig I it up, we'd it. love to share it here. Um, 
Do you know what it was called? It was called the Did electric version, is what it was called. <laughs> one, one, one of our funky names yeah. that they always loved that, so that much. That wasn't so creative, no. that one. But I remember there were several other mixes. Uh, <laughs> other people did them, too. There was like a, the CD5 with the, with four or five mixes, which I don't have in my really? collection. Yeah. I would love to get that if anybody I'd out really there like uh, those. knows where I could get one of those for the collection. There's a CD5 with a... Uh, that, that song, we did a lot on that song. Yeah, it was a wonderful you know. time. And I still haven't seen it in the Saint movie. I need to do that. It's a, in the outro credits. And honestly, I want you to, there's two and a half minutes of it in the outro credits. That's huge. Wow. The movie ends with that coming up underneath it. You can hear the music come up and it, I figured, you know, usually what are you going to get in a soundtrack? 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe. That's cool. And it's like nearly, I'd say more than half of the song. And it, it sounds great in the movie. I'm going to have to rent the movie now. Well, that, that sounds it. like a good place just, to... Just go buy the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a little clip here for you. It's um, two minutes of the uh, electric remix that we did for Out of My Mind. Um, it's got some different cuts in it. Some di- I think it's different drums, although the, the pattern is, is similar. But there's a couple little surprises on it. Hope you enjoy it. sounds like a good place to sign off that was a really fun episode that's our fourth um, in the series and we're going to be addressing all the songs on Medazzaland like this and it's been a thrill and an honor to do it with you Bob always Anthony all right. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.